Hello and welcome to CFC Talk. I am one of your hosts for this season podcast, for this season's podcast, Mohamed Salija. I'll talk about myself a bit later, but tonight we've got a interesting, interesting topic to talk about. Firstly, an introduction to all of the rest of the co-hosts for this season and then a few points on why they started supporting Chelsea and their best moments for supporting Chelsea, of course. And then towards the end of the podcast, a bit of a discuss about the transfer saga that's going to go on for Chelsea. Of course, Kai Havertz, William, and a possibility of signing a new goalkeeper for next season. So without further ado, let's get into introducing our team in alphabetical order. Firstly, we have Alex Faulkner from the UK. Hi, Alex. Hi, Mohamed. Great to be on here. Uh, it's a pleasure to have you here, Alex. Firstly, um, just a bit of an introduction to Alex. He's he's very vocal on the Chelsea Discord server as well as Twitter. He is um, he likes to play the devil's advocate. If I'm if I'm not wrong, Alex. I can't I can't refuse <laughs> I can't, I can't I'll, I'll refuse to confirm or deny this statement. You'll just have to. Uh, yeah, yeah. We, we we're going to have to wait and see how. Um, how how it pans out for Alex, but firstly, Alex, uh, it's it's great to have you on the podcast, and hopefully, we're we're going to create a lot of memories talking about Chelsea this this whole season. Hopefully, we can continue this as much as we can. But instead of going ahead of ourselves right now, Alex, um, what was your reason for supporting Chelsea? Um, I know we've done this before, but just just for the fans. Sure. So it was definitely. I mean, firstly, I think when I was young, blue started to really be my favorite color. And as well, when you see the same, I think it was through my grandparents, they would just always have Chelsea on the TV and you just kind of kept seeing this, this team playing my favourite colour. I thought, uh, i got to stick with them. And then, yeah, just kind of kept looking out for them. And then I kind of grew more into it, I guess, after Abramovich sacked Mourinho the first time. In fact, I think the first time I heard of Abramovich was when he sacked Mourinho. <laughs> and then just from there, just started to watch more more games, more games than that. I think from 2013, I think I started to really just watch every, pretty much every single game. But yeah, just from that, that's favorite. that's that's nice to hear. Uh, I know this this would be a weird question to ask a lot of Chelsea fans because I've I've asked a lot of Chelsea fans this question before, asking them about their best moments of supporting Chelsea, and they would just look at me and say, "Have you not watched the 2012 Champions League win?" Um, of course I have. Yeah. Well, actually, <laughs> actually n- not live. When I was when I was oh, what I was thirteen years or no twelve years old, and I did not understand the concept of uh, watching staying up really late. It was quite late for me, I think. It was, but I, yeah, I just didn't really understand the concept of staying up quite late for a game. So I was definitely aware of it, but yeah, I, I did not watch it. But I did check it the first thing. I did celebrate wildly when I did wake up the following morning and then hunted profusely for the rest of the day. <laughs> oh my um, so, so you would say that would be your best moment of supporting Chelsea as a, as a fan of Chelsea, I guess? For sure. That's got to be the, that's got to be the Holy Grail of just, that's the greatest moment for sure. But I always kind of forget about, oh no, I t- sometimes it'll just get out of my mind because I didn't watch it live. I would do anything to, to have been able to watch that live. I think I think I've got the story, same story here as well. I think I'm going to discuss that a bit later. But um, thank you for that, Alex. I'll, I'll we'll get back to you when we start discussing everything else. But firstly, uh, I'm 
next co-host of Chelsea uh, CFC Talk, sorry, for the next season is Ernest Amatefeo. I'm sorry if I said your norm, name wrong, yeah, no, but no problem. You get it. You get it. You get it as we continue. <laughs> oh, um, so but everyone calls him Amart, so that's what we're gonna yeah. use. Uh, that's what we're gonna call him this. Uh, in this season or this this podcast um firstly a bit of a background for Amar um he has been supporting Chelsea for a very long time and I will say this um I've I've had a few conversations with Amar and maybe even on a public level as well on Twitter and I think I think we might lock horns a few time in this in this um in, in this podcast getting the popcorn you know? <laughs> already from the first from the first episode <laughs> but Amart uh, just a basic question again uh, just the reasons behind you supporting Chelsea yeah um, like 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 you said I've been supporting Chelsea for a very long time I started supporting Chelsea when I was like I think 12 years or 13 years old and that was in 2003-2004 you see, growing up in Ghana, we didn't really have like live matches readily available for us to go and watch. What we what we had was uh, like uh, sports shows, like sports highlights. So we used to watch highlights a lot, and it was usually on Mondays from eight o'clock to nine p.m. So eight o'clock to nine p.m. If you're a football fan, you are you are sitting behind the TV watching highlights. So you get highlights from England, you get highlights from Germany, you get highlights from Italy and France, and Spain also as well. So there was um, one of these days that I was watching. I didn't know anything about the Eng- the English Premier League. I just knew. I, I just heard about United. I heard about Liverpool. They were the biggest teams around that time, and then a little bit of Arsenal too. As well, I don't want to say much about that. So, <laughs> so um, we were watching. I, I was watching this um, highlight, and then I think they showed um, the Champions League match. Um, that was Chelsea and Lazio, two thousand three, two thousand four. And the the first goal we scored was by Frank Lampard. I saw that goal and I was like, "Damn, this is a, this is a, this is a wonderful goal." And then, like his work ethic throughout the the the, the game, he was giving passes. He was, I like like I said, I didn't watch the full match, so it was just highlight. Yeah, he was giving. I mean, match. yeah, he he's a he's a true legend at the club. So I, he's I don't a true think legend. Fr- like, yeah, yeah, Frank Lampard, yeah. I think needs little or no uh, introduction yes. to Chelsea. Or or just football, I, as a matter of fact. Yes, that's true. And at that time, I think he was he he had been at Chelsea for two years or so. I think he joined in two thousand and one. So two thousand three will be like his second year, right? So his third year. So yeah. So uh, I watched that and I was like, nah, this is the team I want to follow because I didn't like Manchester United. I didn't like Manchester United at all. The hype was too much. Everybody was talking about Manchester United. That... So I wanted a team that. Hello. Yeah. yeah, sorry. That's something yeah, yeah. that I can actually relate to as well because I come from okay. India, and um, yeah. I've lived I've lived all my life in a Middle Eastern country. So, okay, most most of the most of the football fans I meet here would just say, "Oh, we're we're supporting Liverpool, we're supporting Manchester United, especially in India as yes. well." And there's a there's That's a big true. fan following from Man United, and yeah. you know, being a Chelsea fan, you know, you don't you don't find a lot of fans. Of Chelsea outside of I think I would say in 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 countries where football isn't as widely played or yeah that's true. as as like as a main mainstream sport yes that's true sure. so 
move, moving on to the next question, Amar, um, what, what's, what's your best uh, moment of supporting Chelsea? Of course, I know you, you, you would have watched that Champions League final live as well. I watched. I did. I watched it live. I did. I watched it live. I, 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 around the time that then, um, at 2012, like we we had matches. We had matches going on. We could watch matches. Like um, I was talking about 2003, 2004. At that time, we didn't have live matches being played on TV. But I think from the 2006-7 season, um, Scolari season at Chelsea, we started having live matches. Them. They were showing it regularly on TV, but they selected the matches. They didn't show all the matches. They selected certain big matches, and then they showed. But but by the time 2012 came around, like they were just showing all the matches, all the Champions League matches, all the Premier League matches. So I watched the Champions League match. I did, but it's not my favorite. Oh, so what would you say would be your favorite? Um... It's 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 a bit controversial. A lot of people, when I tell a lot of people this, they expect 2012 to be my favorite, but. It's actually the that, semi-final before 2012. So the Barcelona the sem- one. The Barcelona versus um, um, Fernando Chelsea Torres. Won. The Torres goal. Like, I've never celebrated a goal that much in my that life. Is, the Torres goal. That is very interesting because me... Uh, uh, sorry sorry to interrupt there, but just a bit of a background yeah, no about me as well. Um, I, I, as I said, I never grew up in a football footballing environment yeah i would say and I, i've always watched cricket my whole life so i was this is this is my story of how i started supporting chelsea as as well as one of my best mm-hmm. moments as a chelsea fan um I, my dad used to watch football so i would just sit around and watch football with him and he would be watching the chelsea game and he he, he supports chelsea as well so i i just said all right fine my dad does it i, I should do it as well and i and I said to him, I think I've got a feeling that we're going to win today. Uh, and that was a Barcelona semi final. And that was a Barcelona semi final. Yeah, 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 yeah. But so, I wouldn't so, say. The... So, sorry. Oh, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Um, but I wouldn't say that was my best, best moment as a Chelsea fan because when I watched that match, you know, I, I was never a regular football watcher. Until okay. I think I think Jose Mourinho was appointed in 2014. I think that's when I really got into Chelsea and really started supporting supporting oh, okay. um, Chelsea by watching the whole season with stats and just literally I, I I would memorize stats and I would just know them off the top of my head. So anyone would walk up to me and be like, <laughs> "Yeah, why is Chelsea doing so bad?" And I would just spit out these facts and they would just be like, "All right, it's just fast. just yeah, <laughs> just Oops. just." So you know Kepa's save percentage, yeah? Um, that, that, that would be in the that would be in the lowest of um, in in the lowest of numbers. Yeah. But one interesting yeah. fact um, I was reading I don't know how much of this is true or not, but he's conceded eight percent of Chelsea goals. Yeah, I, I I also saw that, but it was in the Twitter. It was in the Twitter. It was in a tweet, so I didn't really. Yeah, I, I, did, I didn't know that. the source of that stat, so I just didn't really believe that. But yeah, but, for me, but it's 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 not too hard to believe because he has he has really yeah. Has really I mean, this season we've we, I think we've conceded more goals than any of the top ten teams. So yeah, yeah. I, I read in... I read a stat I read a stat somewhere that said that um, um Lampard um his goals conceded at Derby County the same as. The goal considered at 
at Chelsea from Premier League. And I was like, that would, that <laughs> was would, that like is, that's a very interesting fact, you know. It's it's clubs in two different leagues and mm, yeah. totally different, you know, style of play and everything. And still, we've conceded the same amount of goals as Derby County, which is like, that's, the thing is, I would say Frank Lampard is... And in, 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 he's, he's in a way a bit of an inexperienced manager. He's only had a few seasons of experience. Yeah. Yes, that's and true. It's his first season in the Premier League, so it's it, it, it's for sure that he's going to learn a lot this season. And of course, hopefully, fingers crossed, we sign a few defenders who can actually defend. And next season, this doesn't happen. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, pretty much. I, I, okay, sorry. No, no. That was I, awesome. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't want to backtrack too much, but like I I just want I just don't want to rile anybody up. But the twenty twelve um um Champions League final is also up there for me. It it is. But the difference between the two is that the twenty twelve one was just like a mixed sort of emotion. Like Mullah scored and then Drogba equalized and then Drogba gave a penalty away and then Check saved, so it was like a mixed emotion for me. I I really I enjoyed the final outcome, but the match itself I really didn't enjoy think, it so much. I uh, think, as as they said during the match, it's written in the stars for Chelsea. I think I think it, it was is, just it was it, it was, it, it, it was it a was. statement that summarized the whole season, the whole twenty twelve season for us. Yeah, I I remember I lost I lost my voice for like two days. I celebrated so much. I <laughs> I couldn't talk for a, two days. I've had a few Chelsea moments where I've had to go to school or I've had to meet up with friends and they would ask me why why your voice is gone. I would just say nothing. Just just a sore throat. You know. You can't you can't explain the passion that you've got for a club. Not everyone yeah, understands yeah. that. Yesterday I was chatting with a friend and a friend and and he told me at least an Arsenal friend, we're talking about the Arsenal game and he told me that I'm too passionate about Chelsea. And I said, nah, I'm not just I'm not too passionate about Chelsea. I'm very much passionate about Chelsea. I love Chelsea. So when I'm talking I, about Chelsea. I think if you're passionate about a club, that's when you really know you're supporting the club. You know, there's there's a lot of fans yeah. out there who would just support the club for a win and would just not yeah, even consider it, you know. There's no so, such thing too much. Yeah, there's, you know, there's there's never too much in football. Nah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That leaves like in, in Ghana here. In in Ghana here, like football isn't really like the priority of people, unless maybe there's a, a game going on. But me, I I, I live, breathe <laughs> Chelsea, so they I, some people don't understand it sometimes. I think that mini debate that we had the other day on Twitter really explained that, Amart. Okay. Um. Moving on to the next segment, uh, we've also got, got another host, uh, Dominic Ligdopoulos, at the moment, who was not able to come into the recording. But hopefully we can have him for the next episode. Um, and that's when we can introduce him as well. So we'll talk to him in the next episode. But going going away from introducing CFC Talk and everything, we're going to now move over to the actual podcast. And this is something that's going to be just a free for all for everyone you know it's just everyone can just speak out their opinions and we've got a few topics lined up firstly let me let me start with um kai havertz what, what is your opinion what is you, you what is your opinion on it guys amats do you want to go yeah 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 let, let, oh, I will. Um, kai <laughs> i don't know for some time now the the 
the news about Kai Havertz has become a little bit quiet, has died down a bit. I don't know whether negotiations are going on. That's why we, we, uh, we haven't heard anything yet. But he'll be a great addition to the squad. I'm not going to... I'm not going to lie about that. It's going to be a great addition to the squad. I've talked to I've talked to some people and they are like, "Oh, why are we buying so many attackers? We need attackers. We need the goals. We need we we also buy defenders. I'm very sure we will, but we we really need the goals. This season, our main problem has come from the defense as well, but a lack of goals is also an issue. It's really an issue and. Kai is very, very versatile. He can play as a winger. He can play as a midfielder. He can, he can play as a striker sometimes also. So that versatility is very much needed in the squad. So Kai coming to Chelsea, if we do get him, I'll be, I'll be excited. I'll be um, very much excited. I actually, I'm, I've got, um, my opinion on Havertz is totally opposite. You know, I would say we save that 90 million for some other defender or some other player at the back line. Yeah, for his for his price tag, I understand for his price tag. If if we can get somebody else that um, is cheaper and like you're saying, for like a, de- a, de- a defender instead of him, that's cool. But his price tag too is very very high. I I I, I totally forgot about that. Alex, I mean, from for me, I mean, you can understand why fans from the exterior and some Chelsea fans say that he's not necessarily the most necessary signing. But I think you still have that. I reckon, uh, say we buy some defenders now, in a season, two seasons down the line, you're going to, I mean, Barkley will be gone. Loftus-Cheek, we don't know if he's going to be live up to everything we want him to be. I, you'd probably, we, we, there's a ch- the chances are we'd probably be in the market for a player like that anyway. So, yeah. he, yes, his price, his price tag, it was, I think it's rumored, what, around 800 million with, or including the bonuses. It's, it's, yeah, it's a lot and it could be used, it could be better used. But considering, I think it's the, the thing that makes it special is the circumstances. The fact that no one can really buy him except for us, other than unless Real Madrid come in and ran. But apparently they're supposed to be saving money this year. So, yeah, basically we're the. Yeah. I think I think they're they're also saving money, um, but going back to the point that Amart made about us um, not being able to score enough goals, I've just had a look at the amount of goals we've scored this season in just in the Premier League as its own. Uh, the total is sixty nine goals, which is third in the in the whole in the whole league, which is I, I would say it's it's a fine at the moment. Yeah, it's sufficient. I would get. I I agree with that, but um. And like when you when you add in Ziyech and uh, and Werner into this thing, yeah, we're gonna. Well, I'd imagine we're gonna be up there with with City in terms of goals scored. But I think the re- one thing with Havertz as well is he adds this. He enables us to get rid of more of this kind of substandard these substandard players that we have around right yeah. now. For Ross yeah. Barkley, I've, I've I've probably said it on Chelsea Discord millions of times now already, but. Ross Barkley started in the champ. Didn't he start against Bay- against Bayern? I think. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah, I think he did. And that just yeah, I, I, I remember. I remember. I remember talking to you about. It. Yeah, exactly. It's. I mean, I understand with the injuries, but the idea is, we can even with injuries, we can still field out a, a great team that can score ridiculous numbers of goals. So, and also, 
yes, the money could be used better on the defence because that's statistically where we're much weaker on. If, if there was some 90 million defender who was 23 years old, who was who, were, who was on Havertz's level, I reckon we'd probably be going for him. But there isn't. But, but, but there isn't. Yeah, it's true. There isn't. There isn't. So, yeah, it's... It, it's not the idea. It's not an ideal situation to be in. You really want to spend all your money on what the clear weakness is, considering we strengthened an attack. But uh, sorry, sorry, go on. No, no I, I was. I don't have much more. Wait, go on. I was. I was gonna say we we talk about Kai Havertz as a great addition to the team, and we talk about I think nine hundred. Was it nine hundred million you mentioned over 90, the span of ninety million signing? And then uh, yeah. on top of that, another bonus of I think it's probably going to be another ten million or something mm. over the years. Yeah, yeah, as add on. Um, yeah. Why don't we consider keeping William for another three years? <laughs> it, it's something that he wants. We know he has performed really well, and I think me and Amart had this conversation on Twitter as well. And you know, William isn't asking that much, and. We've already got the likes of Pulisic. We've already got Werner coming in. We've got Ziyech coming in, who who are suffice enough. And then we've got Mount, who is also a attacking player. So why are we investing in another in someone like Kai Havertz for ninety million? Then I view him as a a kind of hybrid between a Barkley and Willian replacement. He kind of kills the two birds with one stone. He can play in Barkley's and play in Willian's. Also, on the Willian point, I think it's also about setting a precedent with some of the contracts we've been handing out, like Callum Hudson-Odoi's. We've kind of set the pre- or at least we've set the precedent for the young players of if you kind of, if you play well enough or if you're if you have that much potential, you're going to get this big contract. And if I think if you give Willian this three-year deal, I mean. We didn't give DDA Jogba a three-year deal. We didn't even give him a two-year deal. We didn't give Frank Lampard a two-year deal. We didn't give John Terry a two. We didn't give Pest Check a two-year deal. But yeah, we, we talk about those those players, and I think I'm, uh, I think that's that's the point that you were going to make um, as well. Yeah, yeah because yeah, yeah. So the thing that I would say is, at that time, yes, I I wouldn't have given the, those guys a contract because of the fact that the average age of the team was, was a lot higher back then than what it is right now. If you look at a, the average age, I think it's, it comes to about 20 to 23 years old because of the fact that we've got so many youngsters that have come in the past year since the transfer ban, uh, the likes mm-hmm. of Mason Mount and everyone, we've just lowered down the age. So we might need the experience of someone like Willie, who's been in, in semi-finals, who's, who's played finals, who's lost finals and won as well so maybe we're giving up that experience for Kai Havertz and 90 million yeah it's 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 a good point as well I mean Willian has I mean I'm not his biggest fan but I won't deny that in the in the Champions League and post restart and in the Champions League before restart he was he's been integral I think he's been a really fantastic player and I'm I'm not Willian's futures fan I really I I really don't like some of his qualities but in the Champions League he's come in clutch and yes you could say that if we're going to have a if we want to have a deep run in the Champions League he would be um, he would be a pretty useful player to have the problem is 
I don't think he would accept the reduced um, game time like he saw yeah. in Conte uh, in the 17-18 season. And then he kind of threw up a sulky, sulky kind of, he put some emojis over Conte's head when we won the FA Cup. Um, yeah, I remember yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, that, that was a bad move. Be happy to give him a three years if if I didn't if I thought if his attitude if he didn't have some it's not an obvious attitude problem it's just when because we've not he's never really other than under Conte for one year he he's never really had been hounded out or dropped or anything but I think next year when you've got Ziet coming in he's gonna be all over that right wing spot and Pulisic is probably going to be all over the left wing spot so and then. As yeah. a backup, we've got Mason Mount as well. So, I don't think I don't think I don't think with Lampard as the manager, Mason Mount will be a backup. I'm yeah. pretty sure Lampard, Lampard will find a way. I'm not saying I'm not saying he favors him, but it looks like without Mason Mount in Mount in our in our team, if it like let me put it this way, if Mount is playing well, the team plays well. Exactly. It's like yeah. it's it's like um, Lampard has. Kind of like build the team. It looks like Lampard is building the team around Pulisic or, or around Giroud or somebody like that. But he's actually that, building the team around Mount. That's something that I also feel is happening. You know, he's got these three or four players in the team, which he's yeah. really putting his trust into, and then he's just building a team around them, like a bit yeah, of a bubble, them. bubble around yes. them, just to protect them and just get them to do the work. Which mm. maybe could be which? like he has. It, 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 Okay, yeah. Yeah, that was it. Sorry. I was just saying he's he's maybe perhaps Lampard's trying to build the spine of young players just like yeah. he had in basically from two thousand three onwards that won Chelsea trophies left, right and centre for the best part of a decade. Yeah. I reckon Lampard's trying to um make that basically have that happen again. I don't but... think I don't I don't think I don't think it's a bad thing to actually build your team around them. I think every every keeper that every manager does that. Um, um Sarri did that with Jorginho and Lampard is doing that with Mount. But the difference yeah. is that like like Mount actually there's no there's no difference actually, but Mount actually is very hardworking. He he does what he has to he has he has, he has some bad games, true, but he's done most of the um, work that he's supposed to do on the on the field. He's very hardworking. When he loses the ball, he tries to win it back. He defends very well. So I don't. So building the building the team around Mount isn't a bad thing for me. I, I actually like him. I like him a lot. I watched him a lot when he was at Derby County. And I think I think really bad. the point that um, all three of us made was the fact that the managers at Chelsea have been creating um, a bit of a bubble around their main player. Um, yeah, so that, again, yeah, Mason yeah. Mount and Lampard, and then we saw uh, Jorginho and Maurizio Sarri, and then if I remember correctly, it was Angola Conte with uh, Conte. Yes, yes, that's yeah. true. So, so that's there's true. always been that one special player, and then if I can include Hazard as well into that during both yeah. the Conte and Sarri era, um, it's it's always been like that. So, but as a Chelsea fan, moving on to William. Going back to Berlin, actually, yeah. yeah. Um, there's a lot of rumor about him going to Arsenal, and and let's say we do sign Kai Havertz for ninety million, but if if William's contract is expiring, he's going to go on a free transfer, so we don't get 
anything for William, okay. except the fact that his wages, what we pay, are just going to be paid to Havertz. But maybe get William to sign a three-year deal, maybe see if he, he reduce his game time season by season, and then maybe sell him to another club, gain that money back. It's not a bad suggestion, yeah. but I, I yeah. do think... Yeah, I'm out. Gone. Okay, like I, I was saying that yeah, that that is, that's a good thing. It's a good, it's a good suggestion, like you said. But the thing is, if the teams don't get him now, I don't think they're going to um, try and pay something for him. They're going to try as much as possible to get him now. So if um, let's say like the rumors about him going to Barcelona or the rumors about him going to Arsenal, if that doesn't happen. And we sign a deal with, uh, we sign a, a a two year or three year contract with him. You're sticking with him for, for the long haul. I don't think anything will come in for him, to be honest. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not bashing William. I love William. I, I'm one of his biggest fans as well. But, um, I'm just saying that when if he signs with us, if teams can't get him on the free now, I don't think they will, they would, pay money to get him, like two years later or a year later. That's 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 a good point to be honest. Um, Alex, you were saying something. Yeah, I think I mean, Williams at the age where, and considering he's wanting a three-year deal, he he just wants one last big contract. I think, especially with his restaurant, he's got project, he's got young kids, he's got his restaurant with David Luiz. He, yeah, yeah, I think he wants that one last payout, that big contract, and. So I don't see him wanting really to be moved. I mean, the problem is we're tied with him. If we if we want to get rid of him because it's just because Lampard really likes him and he's just going to play him more than he deserves, there's nothing to stop. We can't do anything. We can't get rid of him. And I can't imagine. I mean, when he gets to whilst he is an extremely fit individual, and he's probably one of the fit, most durable players I've ever seen in the, in a game. And yeah. I, once he gets to 33, 34, he's just he's going to lose that pace. And yeah, I just don't think, see him being much of use in the second so, last year. So we would all say that Williams, William has to leave this summer or else it's going to yeah. be. No, not, 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 not necessarily leave. I, I will be happy if he stays as well. I'll be happy if he stays. Like you said, he provides the necessary experience that we need. Because if you look at the team now, we don't really have that much experienced players the people the the players we are buying in are relatively um new players they are young so we need that william um, um experience but the thing is if he would understand that next season is not going to feature regularly then there's no problem like um like alex said he he has the tendency of like acting out when he's not playing and that and 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 yeah, he's not he's not participating in games, but if he's if he's going to accept that he's going to be a rotational player, if he's going to accept that Kai Havertz is coming in to take his place, and he will be there for cup games or Champions League matches or like just rotational um, gameplay, then I don't mind William staying. But if he wants to be a regular starter, then I don't think he is the best. It will be best for him to 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 be around. I think I think I would agree with Mark on that yeah. point, and I think everyone would agree with him as well. Um, so but... one, more, one, sorry, one more thing on that would be yeah. just just looking at when Willian 
has previ- has signed previously his contract extensions and he uh so after the 15-16 season that he uh that everyone praises him for he earned a new contract and then he went back to kind of scoring a couple of league goals or to be fair 16-17 he he season he did score quite a few league goals i think but and then after 16-17 he did so basically after he signed his contract he didn't get back to his performance levels of before signing the contract and now it's coming up to his end of contract and he's playing well again so it's it, i don't think he's directly playing well to get a new contract but i do think that does influence his uh, yeah i th- i think i would agree on that one as well i think a lot of the players they when they know their contract is ending and if they they've got i think if they've not got a very good future ahead res- yeah. more respects to william though he's he's been a great servant of chelsea he, he whatever wherever he goes he will, he'll be a great player but you know a, a, players do tend to try and perform better when they know they're out of contract or there's clubs scouting them out and that yeah. results that usually results to them being picked up by mm. this by this by the team again so i think williams just doing what i think every other player would do and i think it's just natural instinct also it kind of, with william going it kind of puts a bit of limelight on kalamudson adoy to really step up i think and become the yeah. kind of young world-class basically our sancho kind of player yeah Yeah. i think i think frank lampard has really shown a lot of trust in the academy and he he, you might say he had to do that because he didn't have a lot of signs that he could make but he's really brought these youngsters up from the academy and really you know getting top four and i know as much as it would have been a great uh, great sight to see him hold up an fa cup as a manager and say in my first season with five or six youngsters i think who played regularly i've I've just won the fa cup i've got champions league spot and i'm, I'm still in the champions league you know yeah it's a good point i mean it's, it's, yeah, it's that's, that's, that's a good point yeah so moving on to the, the next the next area of what are what are our predictions for the premier league or, or chelsea in general for next season i think where what are we expecting from chelsea Amart, do you want to go? Yeah, <laughs> you're throwing the difficult questions my way. I'll answer them. No way. <laughs> um, <laughs> just say I'll go first. Yeah, um, it's completely. I don't mind. Yeah, yeah, no problem, no problem. Um, I don't know, I don't know. Uh, next season, I don't know. It's it's weird to say, but I'm very optimistic about next season. I um I'm, I'm not going to beat about the bush. I'm very optimistic. I'm. I think that the kind of players we brought in, they are very exciting. They are, they are good players. I, I feel like we'll finish higher than we did this season. We might end up third or second. That's my prediction. I don't want to. I don't want to be, um, pick one, but we might end up third or second. I, I really, I really do think we might. I feel like City is also going to strengthen their squad. Oh, oh sorry, you wanted to say something. Uh, no, I was just going to ask you, and um, what do you think about the domestic cups as well as the Champions League? Maybe next season. Champions League, yeah, we can, we can, like, we can challenge every trophy. I don't want, like, the thing is, I don't want to say we are going to win this or win that, but because we are still, this season is a transitional season, right? We, we thought every Chelsea fan has agreed that this season is a transitional season. So next season is kind of like Lampard's like first proper season with Chelsea. Because this season he had problems, he had hindrances that couldn't 
um, that didn't let him um, perform at the level that he, probably he wanted to perform. So next season will be his proper season. Especially, especially after the signings that he's already made in form of Werner yes, yes. and Siak. Exactly. So next season, he might not have that many excuses. And I like that um, um, command in the Discord when they, they, they put excuses and it just counts up. Transitional season. The, yeah. the, the, <laughs> it's, it's, it's just funny. And yeah, so like like I said, so in the Premier League we might finish, we might finish. We can't, we can't, we can't finish third or second. I don't think we can. We'll go below that. That's that's a very interesting uh, prediction. I've got I've got a prediction of my own. But first, Alex, um, your predictions for next season. The way I look at next season, I kind of see us as it's. I I predict it's going to be really similar to the 2013-14 season. Jose Mourinho called us a little horse, and I do think that we are for next season a little horse. We're not quite, we're not the favourites to win anything. In yeah. 2014 14, we had our issue was scoring goals. We didn't, I mean, we, we had a pretty solid defence, but then we didn't have the, we didn't have, basically, we didn't have Diego Costa or Cesc Fabregas. Nowadays, yeah. now we have the attack, but we don't have the defence. So I see us. I see us going far in the Champions League. I don't see us winning it or even getting to the final or maybe even the semis, but I expect us to be at, in the quarters and if we're lucky in the semi-final. And then in the league, I expect us to finish at least third. Just that, about that, that. Yeah, third. That's, at least. that's also a very similar prediction to Amar. Um, yeah. But... Yeah, but yes. I, I, I want to say one thing about the Champions League. You see, the, the thing about the Champions League is that we've never been favourites to win that thing. We've never been. We've never been favourites to reach semi-finals. We've never been favourites to reach um, even quarter-finals. We've always, but, we always start the season as underdogs, in a way, in Champions League. Yeah. So, I mean, so yeah, so it, I'm, I'm pretty sure it will continue next season, like you're saying. We got extremely lucky in the 13-14 season. To be in the semi-final, yeah. I think it was the Denver bar. Yeah. Very last minute, I think against PSG, managed to get against us some... PSG. Yeah, yeah. That, was a, that was a very good game. So, yeah, I expect. I mean, with the attack that we have, I expect us to. I mean, also it depends on how bad our group is. I'm not aware of what pot we are in for the Champions League, but if we can get, if we completely destroy the group somehow, then I expect us to at least get. I expect us to be in the quarters. I think, but it, you never know. We might have a group of death again, depending on where what pot we're in, and then we might draw Bayern Munich or something again. Because we have to remember, that, I mean, I think pretty much every, when you pretty much every team once you get past the group stages is a fantastic team. Yeah, I think yeah. it's hard enough. Yeah. I think it's hard enough to get out of the group uh, yeah. on on its own. So you can't take any team lightly. No. Yeah, yeah, that's but, true. Yeah, um, going to my predictions. Actually, I've got very different predictions from you guys at the moment. Um, <laughs> because I, 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 I'm predicting Chelsea to maybe challenge the Premier League next season. Mm. Yeah, it's if we can get some. It, it really depends on if the goal, what well, the goalkeeper, the centre back, and the left back. It depends on who we get. Because yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm looking ahead. A month from now, and I would, I would say, I can, I can probably see a new signing in the goalpost, yeah, in the form of maybe Dean Henderson, Onana, and 
yeah. if we do get a good goalkeeper and then maybe get a really really a commanding center back it it would just give us the like i think we would have one of the best defense in the league hopefully fingers crossed one or two defenders if we can sign them yeah one i mean yeah 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 like lewis there's a couple of names at center back that i mean i i completely forgot about lewis dunk but uh, i know he's like he plays with brighton people will think ah he plays with brighton and they're not great defensively why should we be looking at lewis dunk but he just kind of fits the way that I think Lampard would want to play. And he's very commanding. He's been captain of Brighton for years on years. And I think we need to be signing more players like who are captains and vice captains of other clubs. We used to I, do I, it. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think that's yeah. a very good move. We well, used but, to do you know the, sorry. Sorry. We used to do it back in like what in, in our previous year where we, we bought captains like Balak. Uh, I, th- I I can't remember who uh, there must have been. We, some... we always, yeah, we always signed commanding players in each yeah. position, and that's that's really what changed the way we played. You know, as much as Diego Costa would have been a, I would call, I would kind of call him an arrogant person, but he did the job for us. You know, I mean, when we talk about players like uh, for like Diego Costa, um, players captain, he wasn't captain, but he was still a leader in the attack. Yeah. And that leader has that extra influence, like Bruno Fernandes. I can't remember if Bruno Fernandes captained um, Sporting Lisbon. I can't remember if he did, but he, it's been widely reported that he has this kind of he has this ridiculous winning mentality. He can't stand losing, and that's that's kind of how, as well as him being a fantastic um, midfielder, he's kind of changed. I think the atmosphere inside that United team. Like I was saying, I was saying that um, we used to have a lot of leaders in the squad. We used to have Drogba, we used to have Lampard, we used to have um, AC, and even Mikel at times was a, was a really good leader. So, so like, yeah, yeah, he was a he was a Nigerian captain as well. So yeah, so like um, you guys were saying, we we do need those people back in the dressing room. We need people like them back in the dressing room. I don't think we have enough leaders on the on the pitch at times. That that's yeah. a very good that's a very good point that um you've made and I think all three of us agree with this as well because we've got a very young squad who needs a, a few leaders who can just lead them out, you know, as much as we say Frank Lampard's a Chelsea legend, uh, people respect him. There's there's also a factor of now he's a manager and maybe as a player you have a different impact. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and also you can't, at the end of the day, you, you, like telling the players what to do, you still need someone on the pitch to kind of get everyone to switch on. And yeah, it, it takes more than just a leader off the pitch to do that. So yeah, yeah just, ha- and to be fair, it doesn't have to be leadership. It's just commanding, just someone who's, leadership that isn't necessarily the same as commanding. Commanding so is... I- yeah, I think I think what you're trying to say is someone who's vocal and get his. Yeah, mind. that's it. That's it. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. just just before we end the podcast, uh, I think I think it's fair to say us we we should just make three predictions of our transfers that will be happening this summer for each of us. So starting with Alex, I think. Wait, three transfers each, or just one each? Um, I think three transfers each that we think should be made by Chelsea or. 
three transfers okay. that we're looking forward to. Right. So, uh, I'm going to say uh, Regulon. Regulon. I've completely messed up his name, but the Regulon, <laughs> the left back from um, from La Liga. Him. Uh, yeah. Who else? Kai Havertz and this is tough. This is really tough. Third one. <laughs> Because I would, I, I'm gonna either go. It depends who's sold, but uh, okay, let's not. I'm gonna go uh, and Declan Rice, yeah. So Havertz, Rice, and Regulon. Regulon, yeah. Yeah, that, that's that. so. You've got you've got everyone. You've got pe- uh, players from I think different positions as well. So a midfielder, a defender, and then a attacking. Yeah. Leaving the so, goalkeeper suggestions to you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it would be a hard decision to make after seeing Kepa's performance this season. Yeah. No, not at all. Yeah. Any anyone would do it in goal. Yeah. It's just sad. <laughs> yeah. I think um, so well, that's just the con- I think it's the confidence is too far too far gone now. He's yeah. Gone. Yeah, like I think uh, it's very, very sad. It's very sad because I I, I really but last season he was good. He was he was really good. He wasn't the best, but last season he like he showed promise. He was he gave Chelsea fans hope that like we finally we've got um, a Couture replacement. But this season it's, it's just been a total collapse. I don't know. Yeah. Like you're saying, it could be a it could be a confidence problem. It could be the defenders in front of him. I I, I don't know. I don't know about him. Yeah, that that's very true. So Amar, um, your three players. My three, I, I, I don't know. I really want Kepa to stay. I, I, I just have this feeling in me that he will come good with good defenders in front of him. He will come good. I, I, really, I really want him to stay. But I'll go for a defender, um, Koulibaly. If we could get Koulibaly, I'll be very, very happy. Um, Kai Havertz, obviously. And then probably Benarama. I, I, I really like Benarama. I don't know. I, there are two attackers, but Benarama looks very promising. Plus, we can get him on a very cheap um, price, especially. I don't know how um, the Brentford match ended. I think they lost. Yeah, they did. Um, yeah, yeah, they, they did. lost 2 0. So we could we could get um, Benarama. Is it Benarama or Benrama? I think, I think it's, I think, it's ben. I think we've all butchered names in this podcast. So. Their names. <laughs> On the slim chance that maybe one of the players might listen to this, we are very, very sorry to all of you. <laughs> I love you, William. Don't worry. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so Ben, so, um, ben, ben Rama, um, Kai Havertz, and then um, Kulibali, if we can. But I also like Declan. Right. I, also like, I also like Rice. Rice, like, like, I don't know. I watch his interviews and he, he loves Chelsea. I don't know. Just for that that part, I can give him an like uh, honorable mention. But like I said, Kulibali, um, Havertz, and then Benrama. Yeah, um, going to my predictions. Um, I'll, I'll go with one of Alex's. Um, I think predictions. Um, I'll go with Declan Rice as well. He, he's he's a young prospect that we can use um, in in the defensive midfield area, even in centre back. Maybe try him out, out there for a few matches and just see how he performs. Um, yeah. Yeah, he's I very. Commanding. I think he, he. Yeah. 
I don't think he's set. He's the kind of guy who settles first, second best. Right? But he just he, he's a he strikes me as a real fighter. I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He will yeah, give Kante a run for his money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Going to the goalkeeping position, I think you know as much as we've paid seventy one million for Kepa, uh, I would not like to see him go. I would still want him at the club, but. but you know, maybe Willie Caballero is a bit old, so we need a bit of a, a replacement as well, second-choice goalkeeper, um, in the form of maybe Dean Henderson, even though it would be wrong to say he's, he's a second-choice goalkeeper, but maybe just as the first season, play him in the Cups, um, champ, give him give him the Carabao Cup and the FA Cup to play in, and then maybe just bring him into the first team. That would be yeah. tricky. I mean, yeah, if the problem with the end, I mean... Dean Henderson already is basically the second choice at Man United, but he's just away from Man United. Yeah, so... So, yeah. If we... so, so probably if he leaves, he's, he's leaving to a team where he will be number one. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So could we see Dean Henderson become number one, Kepa become number two for next season? Possibly, but I'll ask you this question. Would you have sold Reese James to Manchester United last season no, when the th- situation is a similar situation to Dean Henderson's this season, where he's had successful loans, but he's got an experienced player for them to hear for us as Plaquator? It's uh, I, I can't fathom them trying to set or selling this guy off off to us. Maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe give him. Maybe give him give give Man United a few million pounds with Willian. In yeah, oh yeah, of course. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> Why they, not? They've all they've always targeted Willian. Yeah. Uh, I would love I mean yeah, if they can somehow turn Dean Henderson's head, I, I don't know how, but yeah. That would be yeah. insane. I don't know. Just like Willian Will Will William William can go to any team he wants, just not spares. He shouldn't he shouldn't even <laughs> spare. He just shouldn't like his his name his name his legendary status whatever it is that he's trying to do that Chelsea will just end just like that it will it will it will just end he shouldn't step his best the I think there, goes to there, there's no de- there's there's no debate on that on that one nah, no no yeah. I, I, yeah I remember when the rumors when the rumors were were, were going around the in the on Twitter, I was like, nah, I was just praying. I was on my knees. I was like, William, don't go to space. Don't do this mistake. Because he might. Because at that time, it was it, it made sense because Mourinho was there. He could go and join Mourinho there. But still, this leaves space out of your <laughs> your plans. Yeah. Um, so for my third prediction, I, I'm going to go with one for from Amart's um, prediction as well, Kolobali. He, he's someone who I've, I've really liked as a player. And someone who I can I can think of a player who would be commanding and really would just put the guys in their place in the right mindset. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. with the Napoli director De Laurentiis is just very difficult. But oh, yeah, can get him. Yeah, for sure. That's that's the beauty of football. You know, you never know what's going to happen. No. I guess no. I I just I'm 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 sorry I'm just on um of the view that if we should get um or well, we are going in for a centre back 
I think we should go in for somebody who is experienced. For sure. Or what yeah. do you, what do you think? Because as much as I like Dec- I, I as much as I like Declan Rice, I don't think he'll be the most ideal center back for no. us to go and get. Yeah. He can he can play as a DM, which will be very, very good for us. But as a center back, I don't think it will it will work that much. I I, I feel like we need an experienced center back. Yeah, Kelly Bali probably fits that the most in terms of experience. It's just the affordability that's the issue. Hopefully we yeah. can hopefully we can maybe not sign Havertz and just put the ninety million to him. As much as all Chelsea <laughs> fans would hate me for saying that. Yeah. <laughs> I think you, you've repeated that you repeated that twice already. This is the second time. <laughs> yeah, just 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 making sure Chelsea hear me out, you know. You never know. You can't... <laughs> Habit isn't confirmed, so it could still drop. It could still not happen, and you've seen how fast things can change with Timo Werner. How it seemed yeah. like he was going to Liverpool, and then all of a sudden, yeah, Rittier, Romano, everyone is saying, "Oh yeah, Werner to Chelsea is done," all in the space of a day, pretty much. So yeah, yeah, impossible. Yeah, it's true, it's true. But if if that Kai Havertz deal doesn't happen, I don't, I don't know. A lot of Chelsea fans will. Be very, very, very disappointed because all I see from Chelsea fans is Kai Hadvets this, Kai Hadvets that, and 100%. and I'm also excited myself. I'm also excited myself, but I, I, I would, I don't think I'll be really bothered if we don't get him. Yeah, whenever I, I open up, I, I open my Instagram feed. It's just all about Havertz. Just, just everyone's just talking yeah. about Havertz and how he's broken so many records or he's going to be such a good player at Chelsea. Whatever you know, it's all, it's all rumors at, at the stage. I just wanted yeah, to play yeah. so badly. <laughs> That's why I'm hoping. Uh, I can't remember who they're playing in the Europa League, but I hope they get knocked out immediately. <laughs> that, that that would really yeah, make him consider his decisions quickly. Well, yeah, it would make it would speed up Leverkusen's decision. He want. I think his decision is pretty much yeah reported uh, that he wants to come, but it's it's about it's the money and the, mm-hmm. the yeah. They're just hoping yeah. Leverkusen do just absolutely tank in the Europa League. Sorry, as in just do really awfully and lose immediately <laughs> to. But I think they have a Scot. I think they're playing a Scottish team. I got. I think it's Celtic. Is it Celtic? Yeah, Celtic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's true. I think they are. It's Rangers. They're playing Rangers, and oh. let me. Let me. Yeah. Yeah. I think. It's rather Rangers, right? Yeah, they're playing Rangers and the three-one. Okay. So yeah, probably not very likely that they lose that. You never know. Hopefully. I mean, hopefully. the game. Yeah, hopefully. The the yeah, game. I think, so. I think I think by the time we release this podcast, the games would be done. Uh, I would ask you for your predictions for 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 the Bayern game, but this podcast was recorded before that. But I think when it's going out. Uh, it'll be the buying, but it, it'll be right before the buying game. So, uh, uh, just just your predictions for the buying game, Alex Amart. Um, that game, I don't know. If, if we had a full squad, if we had a full squad, we had Kante, we had Aspi, we had Pulisic around. Probably I'll go for a win, but with such a weak, kind of like very thin squad. And we can add players to. We've already submitted the number of players that we, we are, the list of players we are, we are playing with. So I think I'll go for a draw. I don't know. I'm very, I'm being very generous. I, 
I, I don't want to predict a loss for Chelsea. I, I've never, I, I never do that. I don't want to predict any loss for Chelsea, even if it stares at our, in, in our face that we are going to lose this game. I'll give Chelsea so, a draw, a 1-1 one, so, one, one draw. So you're predicting Bayern to go through? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm predicting Bayern to go through, but I will get a draw. All right, uh, Alex. Well, thank you, Omar, for giving me some time to think. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's... <laughs> after you, how can I you're welcome. After you've said that, how can I predict a loss? I can't do that. So I think it's going to be... I think we're going to go down fighting. I think we're gonna be we're gonna just go for it, but at the same time, I do not think we're gonna be defensively solid. I don't see us yeah. clean sheet against them, so I'm gonna go with a before before you said you can't predict a draw, so you can't predict a Chelsea loss. I would have predicted three two a three two loss, <laughs> but now I'm gonna go with a three three draw. I think we're gonna go for it. We're gonna score some goals, and I'm gonna say. Mm-hmm. Three, three, draw. I'll, I'll spoo yeah. up an argument here, and I'll sorry, I'm Art. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm, I'm just saying that, like, um, we got schooled. We got, we, we got schooled at Stamford Bridge. That that player, Alfonso Davis, is just something else. Like he's that piece that he has on him, he's a cheat. He is. He's a cheat code. It's just, <laughs> it's as simple as that. Because he's so fast. I think he broke the record. Uh, um. Or fastest player in the Bundesliga this season, and that is just crazy. And you saw yeah. when Mount when Mount was pretty much through on goal in the first leg, and he's about ten yards behind, and and um, Davies is about he, ten yards behind him, and he catches yeah, up. He caught up to yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The catch up, the catch up was. He is he a can't runner. do anything. At all. He is the yeah. road runner, just like the, like they say, just like the Bayern players say. He's just ridiculously quick and. I don't know. I, 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 I feel like without him in the squad, I, I would have given Chelsea a little bit of a chance. But that guy, like, he, he orchestrated most of their goals. I yeah. think all three of their goals, he orchestrated much all, all three of their goals. Left-hand side, pretty much yeah. all of it. So, or, or on our right-hand side. So, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, still, I, I don't think it's 100% impossible that we don't do it. I mean, that we don't somehow win 3-0 or 4-1. I but... think, I think, I think, I'll, I'll be the, I'll, I think you both are optimistic with the way you said you were, you're going to give them a pair, give Chelsea a draw. But I'll, I'll, I'll go one yeah. bit higher than you saying Chelsea will go. I think I've got a chance. I mean, yeah. there is a chance for We can't, we can't, we can't, we can't, we, 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 we definitely have done uh, um, more things than that in the past. We can't do that, but if that's your prediction. We sco- yeah, if if we score an early goal, I, I'm predicting Chelsea to win four one and going through on away goals. Yeah, I think so. And also, you never know yeah, with referees. This, like, I mean, yeah. in Ajax, we had the penalty and two sending off to the other team in the space of sixty seconds. So yeah. you never know. Yeah, yeah exactly. That game we're four one down, right? We were yeah, we're four one down and we came up to win that to draw four four. We could have won that game five four if it wasn't for the VAR um offside. Yeah. That, that's yeah. that's some that's something that we will have a whole season next the the whole of next season to discuss about but I think in the next episode if you guys can hear our voices, 
Um, I think you'll know that Chelsea lost, but if you can't, then hopefully we'll have a, mm. a good fight against Bayern and we go through. But it is what it is. Thank you guys for watching. Thank you, Amart and Alex, for being on the podcast. And it was great having you as well. Um, looking forward to ha- having you and having discussions with you guys throughout the season. And hopefully uh, it's on the cards that Chelsea win. Uh, but, you know, you can never say anything about football. Yeah, it's been a pleasure to be on. Thank you very much. No, no, it's yeah, a it's a pleasure to have you all uh, have you on the on the on the podcast. Hopefully, next next episode we can get Dominic on as well. Just a few, yeah. he yeah. he was a bit busy tonight, and but we had to get this episode out. But it is what it is. Life comes in between sometimes. Thank you guys for watching. Hope you enjoyed. And if you are listening on Anchor, our podcast is also available on YouTube as well as Spotify and Music Apple Podcasts. I think. Is it called Apple Podcast? Uh, it's all over the place. Follow us on all yeah, Instagrams. Uh, we'll link uh, all of the hosts as well as the main CFC talk one as well. Thank you guys, and we'll see you next time.